Welcome to Influencer Insights. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. In this 10-minute training series, I answer your most asked questions and sought-after advice about blogging, online branding, and influencer growth with step-by-step strategies you can take action on right away. Welcome back to another episode of Influencer Insights, and we have another fantastic listener Q&A today with Bryony Angel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so well. It is so great to be here with you today, and I know that you have a question that I think a lot of listeners can relate to if you want to give it a go. Yes. My question is, how important is in-person networking for growing a platform or influence uh, or or potential client base. Yeah. So the first thing that I would love to dive into is just networking in general. So I am a firm believer that networking is vitally important to not only growing your influence, but to really building the relationships and making the connections that can help you thrive and grow. Um, you know, just to give you an example, throughout uh, my various networking um, that I've done, whether that's been in person or whether that's been online or what have you, I've been able to um, build great relationships with peers. I've been able to find mentors. I've been able to, um, you know, work with brands, work with companies. I've been able to really build a lot of the pieces to my business, whether that was investment in myself or finding my ideal audience or what have you through that networking piece. So I feel like networking in general is definitely an, an important piece to growing a business or brand or an influence at all. Now, I know with a lot of times for people out there that may feel like networking isn't their thing, they get very kind of icky by that word. Maybe they're more introverted and they don't really like to kind of move and shake and hand the business cards out and that sort of thing. There are still ways that you can do this in a way that is really intentional and in line with what feels right for you. So one of the biggest tips that I give, especially if you are, you know, you kind of feel a little odd about networking. Um, Now, if you're doing it in person, what I love to do is to always either go with a friend or take a friend with you. I've always found that that's been really helpful. And even when I first started out and I didn't really know a lot of people and I didn't even know how to get invited to things and go to networking things, I would ask my friends. I would say, hey, are you going to stuff? You know, Or I saw that you went to this thing on Facebook the other day and it seemed interesting. If you ever do anything like that again, I would love to you know, um, be your wing woman and kind of come alongside you and do it. So having a friend can, can be a good buffer and a good support system in that. And then you can also kind of piggyback off of each other, you know, just seek people out and ask those questions. Another thing that you could do is go into Facebook groups that really make sense to what you're trying to go grow and what you're trying to do and say, Hey, does anybody live in this area? I would love to create a meetup. I would love to create something. That's another big piece when it comes to networking. And specifically with what you asked about in-person networking is depending on where you live, a lot of times the response that I get from people is like, well, Julie, you know, I live in St. Louis and there's just not a lot here. Like there's, there's not networking opportunities for me here. And so I always say, well, you can start to create them. You know, you can go into Facebook groups, you can find people in your local area, you can join local chapters and women's groups and things like that and start to kind of build that in. That way you find the support system that you're looking for. You start to meet other like-minded people who are thinking and feeling like you are. They're in your, you know, in kind of the same developmental stage that you're in. Maybe they're a couple of steps ahead of you or a couple of steps behind you, but they get they get what you're doing, right? My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. 
You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. So I think that that's also another important piece. Now, I will have to say that I don't feel like it has to constantly be in, in person for someone to continue to network. There's a lot of virtual networking opportunities that people can do that I see all of the time. But if you do have an opportunity to get in person, whether that is a conference or a workshop or a local event, I would highly encourage you to do so just because of the opportunities that happen once you're there. But I will also end with this, that it's so important that you really take action if you are in person, because if you go to an in-person networking event and then you just kind of sit in the corner and you don't really talk to anyone, it's not really going to serve you. So if you have the opportunity, then really take that invitation to show up. Again, bring a friend or your spouse or whatever, whoever's going to make you feel really comfortable in that moment, but really use it as an opportunity to extend your hand out, say hello, my name is Byrony. This is what I do. This is what I'm looking for. I'm really excited to be here. And this is why. Here are some of the challenges that I've been facing. Now tell me a little bit about you and just kind of open that up. Is that helpful? Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have attended a few uh, meetups uh, for local, local groups. And uh, in my line of work, I'm a, a freelance writer. Uh, most, well, freelance writer slash journalist, I guess, is mostly uh, articles I write for uh, publications. Uh, sometimes I feel um, like I'm, I'm 
not picking the right groups to network in. I feel like my, my writing, the niche that I write in is so sort of specific. It doesn't seem to match um, a particular group. But uh, then I've had other friends who, for instance, the friends who've invited me to these events say, well, you know, you're, you're introducing a new crowd to um, your knowledge base and, you know, they'll, they'll think of you in the future if something comes up. And, um, and so, I mean, I, I appreciate networking in, in specific sort of niche environments, but uh, I, I was heartened by what my friends said about, you know, may, you know, more general, like a women's business group might still be interested in, in my line of work as a freelance writer, which isn't so much, isn't so business uh, oriented. Focused. Right. And, and it's important that, you know, you could always try and test those things out. And then from that, you may find someone, if it's more, less business focused, more creative focused, or less creative focused and more food focused, whatever is kind of your unique angle of what you're doing Google is also going to become your best friend as will LinkedIn to kind of find people who have other unique niches that may be similar to what you're writing on and where are they going? What are they doing? Kind of seeking them out virtually could be the first step to then doing something in person. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. What people who are sort of similar find out where they're going, what they're doing. I hadn't thought of that yet. Yeah. So if your niche, let's say that you write about, you know, really high end um, desserts, right? (laughs) Like really people who, (laughs) chefs that create really high end desserts, you know, you can find there's a niche for everything out there. I mean, in 2019, we can basically find a website, a blog, a Facebook group, a LinkedIn page for some kind of specific niche. And I actually really love the idea of, of a really unique and specific niche because you know that when you find those people, like they're going to be your people. And sometimes the general things, it can, you can kind of feel like you're just getting lost among the saturation. So the more niche you can go could potentially be the better. Yeah. I, I, I love that idea. I, I have followed um, other uh, writers um, careers to see, you know, what, what paths they've taken in terms of where they've been published and things like that. But I hadn't, I hadn't yet figured out, you know, where are they hanging out? Where are they showing up? And that is, I I love that suggestion. That's really helpful. I'm going to start doing that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your question. And I really appreciate you listening and being with us today. Thank you. Before you go, remember to screenshot this episode and share it with me over on Instagram by tagging me at Jules Solomon and hashtagging the influencer podcast. I always love to see who's listening alongside me. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the influencer podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again. Same time, same place next week.